What if all you needed to get better in every way was available at the touch of a hand or the sound of a voice or even a vibration? Let's talk about how that happens, who can do it, and where to find them. I'm John Webster, and this is The Hesitant Healer. Greetings and welcome to another episode of The Hesitant Healer. I'm John Webster and I'm here in this tiny little booth with Lisa <laughs> Montano, my faithful trusty sidekick. Uh, Say hi, Lisa. Hi, everybody. How's it going? I want you all to hear that she blew that one. So I did blow that one. So, You're right. You know, Sorry. Not, not okay. Um, today, Lisa, we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. <laughs> Yes. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> and near and dear to your heart. Yes. We're true. going to talk about women's breast health. Uh-huh. Now, my take on boobs and your take on <laughs> boobs are two totally different takes on boobs. <clears throat> yes. So we're going to come from the female perspective because it turns out there's some important stuff that needs to be talked about right. in the world of boobs. Okay. Um, so once upon a time, uh, and it's probably been five years now or so. Uh, there was another awesome <clears throat> medical massage therapist in this town, and she moved down south a little bit to Murrieta, California, which is about halfway between here, Redlands, and uh, San Diego, down in the Temecula Valley, and took her practice there, and then uh, and then went and had a baby too. <laughs> and um, so business is good, but. But she wants to be more of a mom, so she's gotten into uh, teaching classes and whatnot. And I've been Very watching cool. her online, uh-huh. and uh, she's done quite a few um, classes on this. And so we reached out to her and asked her if she would come talk to us about uh, a topic that she's pretty excited about as yeah. well, and that's the women's breast health. So we are going to introduce you today to Jacqueline Long, and she's in Murrieta, and she's another medical massage therapist. Hi, Jacqueline. Hi, guys. Hi, listeners. <laughs> so uh, tell us about your journey. How did you become what you are today? Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, I've been a medical massage uh, therapist for about 12 years now, uh, and what got me into that was pain, my own and making a difference with other people. And medical massage was just one of those things that it piqued an interest and has never stopped. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly fascinated by the body and uh, other practitioners and what our unique approaches are as both healers and the people needing the healing or the uh, treatments and just how organic and beautiful our bodies are. So with that kind of Um, I was always into the more muscular side of things, more uh, the manual work, and then eventually kind of went into movement. And then about uh, five or six years ago, some of my own pain was just getting uh, worse and worse. And I had a few therapists recommend that I completely change my approach to my own bra usage, bra wearing. Mm. That started to make a big difference. And then that kind of went down a rabbit hole of just figuring out how that affects the human body, the female body, all of that, which is mind blowing in itself. Right. Um, and then I came across a, a podcast called um, uh, the topic of the, that con- conversation was your bra may be killing you. Wow. <laughs> very powerful conversation. It's about three hours. It's very heady for those of you who um, uh, like who 
are who speak that language of the body and anatomy and all of that stuff. It's very in-depth, but it's also really good for people who are hearing it for the first time. They do a good job. So it's done by a doctor and another holistic practitioner. And they went into like really the in-depths of how bras are affecting women's health, not just when it comes to pain or posture, mm-hmm. uh, but actually how it constricts the lymphatics. And I was trained in the lymphatic system when I was in school. And it was kind of one of those like, oh, that's not really my category. That's more clinical or more right. specific for for uh, cancer patients or lymphatic uh, issues. I had a doctor tell me one time, I went in and I went, do you think this could be lymph? And he went, oh, oh no, that's for pregnant women. <laughs> I know, right? Totally blew me off and just laughed at me. (laughs) Well, and I do get asked a lot because I have this breast health, you know, emphasis. Um, I get asked a lot, do men have lymphatic systems? Yes. Yes. (laughs) We 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 all all have have lymphatic systems. (laughs) My topic is more on the breast health because it's a it's a specific area that is a hot topic for us to be, you know, aware or concerned with. So it's kind of like one of the intros that I, that I introduce people to like what the lymphatic system is because it really is in our whole body. It influences, uh, well, it influences everything because it's actually our immune system. So with that immune system, it's the thing that is cleaning and cleansing and clearing out all of the bacteria and viruses and rogue cells and I say rogue cells as like, that's like the precancerous term. Like that's right. when rogue cells are allowed to hang out, then they multiply and right. and we have problems. So, and then they become a problem, right? Yeah, they become, they become a problem. And lymph nodes are more the thing that we're familiar with hearing is the lymph nodes are like, maybe either when you've gotten sick, you have it kind of like swollen lymph nodes in your throat or mm-hmm. some women... Um, not limited to women, but mostly women I find will have like swollen lymph nodes under their armpits or around their mm-hmm. breast tissue area. So it kind of like mm-hmm. becomes alarming. Sometimes it goes away. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, what those lymph nodes are is those are filtration sites. Those okay. are the filters that clear out and like hone in all of that collected garbage, if you will, throughout the rest of the body. So it's a big deal in our heads with our brains. Our brains dump a lot of lymph fluid um, and our our digestive system dumps a lot. So it it goes, it's it's everywhere in the body. So And when anyone who has like fluid retention, that can also be a lymphatic problem. Um, Anyway, there's there's full body elements to this and the breast Uh health is where I've really honed in and kind of created my own unique course that way. And that's, I do have a workshop coming up this month in honor of breast cancer awareness. So that's something I'll be having a little bit later. That's fabulous. So and here's a, here's <clears throat> a, I want to say a weird question and I'm not quite sure how to, how to phrase it, but I know what something sticks in my memory about you that you have done a full Ironman. Is that not right? I did a I did a seventy point three, so it's a considered a half Ironman. You did you did a half Ironman, so you've been super athletic at one point in your life. I'm guessing I'm guessing you're not as athletic now with a two year old. <laughs> Correct. I'm the mo- I'm the mom athlete. <laughs> but but there have to be, have been differences in your body, and by proxy, I would guess in the way that your breast health was dealt with from when you were younger and very athletic to being a mother now. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good question. Um, they're, they're definitely really really the difference between like sports bras versus underwires kind of thing, I would guess as well. Yeah. 
Sure. Yeah. Well, and bras, that was one thing that this, this podcast really um, opened me up to was like bras are so cultural. Uh, yeah. they're, they're a cultural construct that what is it actually doing? Most of the time it's for shape. It's right. for altering the woman's shape and done with pressure and binding and that constricts blood flow and lymphatic flow. And so it's, we're really just doing that to look good in our clothes and to, it, it is our outward appearance that we are trying to enhance. Yeah. Yeah. Or in many cases, it's also like a, a modesty thing too. Like there, there's, there's, there's both sides to it. And that's the other piece I've kind of uncovered both for myself. And you asked about being an athlete. I wear sport bras all the time. Uh -huh. um, and, and there's, what I've kind of come to discover is like, we're not going to be getting rid of bras. There's a free the nipple movement. Right. 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 That's, that's great. Right. <laughs> but what, what I found is because, because it's so personal, like our own experience mm -hmm. in our own bodies as women and what it means both on an attraction level and on mm -hmm. a, um, being reserved or modest mm -hmm. there's there's things that go with that that i i more teach people how to like choose better bras right better better breast habits which is also like take off your bra whenever you can right <laughs> without right being, without like actually having the sexual you know like innuendo in there right like, my husband one time i came home from work after cranking out a lot of a lot of this stuff and advocating for women and blah blah blah. He uh -huh. came home and he says uh he says okay take off your bra and I was like okay I will like I'll like I'm in the kitchen right now but I'll I'll get and he wasn't actually being you know no suggestive at all he was really like saying take off like telling me because right. I think that's the other thing as busy moms or as just professionals women uh, women with lives we don't right. think about those things until we go to undress for the night and change it's that so way. true very yeah true. so so he would say that about five times he told me, i'm just buzzing around the house and he says look i want those around for a long time Aww. so if you're not gonna do it for you do it for me i took Aww. that off so fast oh that is so nice i like that you know i read um you i'm on your little your mailing list and i read um on a email that you sent out this one just kind of blew blew my mind we start wearing bras at a very young age and for 10 to 14 hours a day for years you, if you know if we added all of that up that is just uh, incomprehensible you know I, and i never really i guess put it together uh but it's so true wow yeah, what a what a shocking statistic, really. This is just the physical aspects of the of the the binding, so to speak. What I come across a lot with uh, in the story of how women feel about themselves with bras, um, there's usually a, a cultural or a social aspect from the opposite sex of shaming of of speaking of. Uh, how they're growing, how they look, how they compare different size aspects. Yeah. And every single one of those has a, a shaping of, of a lot of times it's posture, right. right? You see the shoulders forward and they're ashamed of them. Or you hear the story. I can't tell you how many fucking stepdad stories I've heard mm. where they shamed them or they said something about them or they made a difference. And it, it at, a, at an age where it's stuck with them 20, 30 years later and they right. still carry that. Right. Um, and then on top of that, we're binding and we're shaping and we're forcing and it's constantly back there. 
And then on the other end of that spectrum, <clears throat> my massage uh, teacher says had came back complaining about going in for a, a, uh, a mammogram. And she goes, you know, I have a theory. And I'm like, okay, what is it? She says, you know, you have this one of the most sensitive tissues in your body. Hmm? And we're going to put it in this horrible machine that was clearly designed by a man. <laughs> Definitely. And we're squish it to uncomfortable positions, and then we're going to radiate it. Yeah. And we wonder why we have all these problems with breasts these days. That's... And those things aren't designed for large breasts or small breasts. They're designed for all of them at the same time. Right. So everybody's got a different experience with those things as well. Definitely. And, and they're not all nice. No. But it does seem kind of archaic and not not right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's there I, I'm I'm torn personally on the mammogram. I, I there's a because it's a way to detect and med you know Western medicine, even though that's not what your podcast is about, Western medicine has a place. I mean they have the the machines. <laughs> For sure. No, oh, they have the great. right, you know, so there, there's kind of like use what is available to us. But right. then I have women that are coming in at 32, 35, and like every, you know, all the women in my life have breast cancer. So I'm going every year starting now. Like, right. That's okay, a lot. That's a lot of radiation every year. Like, how about you put that energy into, and that's, this is my cry of like, Right. Do proactive breast health stuff. You know, it's, like you know, and, and with lymphatic stuff, it's actually movement and breathing. So mm -hmm. improve your breathing, improve your movement. Uh, and there's even manual techniques you can do. And haha, -ha, yes, your partner can do them with you for you. <laughs> um, and I, I kind of, I joke about that, but there's also like, that's part of what they're designed for. They're designed Correct. to. Correct to be caressed and moved and have movement and not just stick in one spot for majority hours of the day. Mm -hmm. um, and there are incredible statistics of cultures that wear bras and mm -hmm. the cancer correlation with them, not the only factor, not the only contributor, Correct. Um, but, but on a like physical, like you were saying, John, like on a physical manual level, that is physically compressing those vessels from doing what they're supposed to be doing and a better way to do that is like i mean just we'll jump right in find bras uh -huh. that are looser fitting Got it. Uh, looser waistbands so avoid anything that's tight or constricting um a lot of women will feel like they can't breathe fully in their rib cage right so that's a big if if you can't breathe well in your rib cage with your waistband get a larger waistband size I do come across quite a few women who clearly they are wearing the wrong bra size. And and because I'm married and my wife has had a problem getting the right bra or one she loves, I'm I'm aware of how hard it is to get a bra that you like. Yes. And and uh I'm always surprised at how many women out there it's like such a hassle they just go with the one that they've had forever. Mm -hmm. Or if they fluctuate in weight, they don't change those and, and it makes the constriction worse or it makes the binding worse. Mm -hmm. And I, I've said on this podcast before, especially having been a guy who lived in the world of dealing with death for a while, if it, it, everything underneath this skin, I'm pulling on my skin here, every, everything underneath the skin is is moving constantly. Right. 
if we're not moving inside or outside, we're dying. Mm -hmm. And if you're compressing a body part, a specific body part, so that it doesn't move, then then it's not healthy. It just doesn't make sense. It's not the way we were designed. Right. One that always sticks in my head is stagnation breeds illness. Yes. Oh, I like that. Oh, yeah. And uh, one one way, um, another guy I follow, um, Stop Chasing Pain on Instagram. He's got amazing resources. One of his um, things on on like describing the lymphatic system is it's like where our bodies are like an aquarium with the amount of water content that our body actually mm-hmm. has. And most of that water is lymph. We have three times the, almost three times the amount of lymph to blood in our body. We think we're mostly blood because you cut yourself and blood comes out, but right. what bathes all of the tissues in our body is actually lymph. Wow. And that, that lymph is constantly like a, like filters or like aquarium water. It's like constantly got to be moving and those filters have to be keep moving. And what happens with an aquarium that stays stagnant? It it's gets, it's gonna it die. Gets. Yeah, exactly. It's gross. disease. Yeah, and and that to Smelling. me like it made sense. It was like that. That's where that's where I was like, okay, the world needs to know about the lymphatic system because that's our that's our own God given made in us. Whatever you know, like it's that's the thing that's gonna keep us clean and clear in our bodies. So and this so- is this is a a clear fluid. It's the interstitial fluid, correct? Yeah. When you say yeah. lymph. And so for for you you non-medical people, if you get a blister, this is the same stuff that's underneath the blister. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's a good analogy. That's a good one. Um, so besides getting a really good fitting bra, what are some other things that women can do to promote uh, lymphatic drainage in their breast, breast health? Uh, so one... One of the main things is going to be just your own um, breast massage or breast uh, like manual techniques. A lot of women think of it as like, oh, I'm checking myself mm-hmm. for lumps. Um, I've never found that kind of checking to be effective because either like we don't remember to do it and hormones play a factor into how our how our breasts change throughout uh, throughout a cycle. Right. So there can be a lot of like, what am I looking for actually? Right. Um, but what I like about the techniques that I show people is it gives you, it does kind of educate you on how your body shape is and or what's tender. That's even what people will find is like, oh, there's tenderness. Well, usually it's right under where the wire would be for a wire. Right. So uh, what I recommend is is doing manual techniques. And if you're listening, I'm going to try to describe this as best as possible, but start uh-huh. by tapping above your collarbones mm-hmm. because that's where the lymph for the entire body actually drains all the way up to. So you want to stimulate that spot first and then move out to the armpits. And with the armpits, you can do kind of a tapping or even rubbing uh, motion sensation kind of through there. And it's, I've heard it said like, is it light? Is it medium? Yes. It's touch. It is <laughs> any movement will work uh, because also tension can hold lymphatic fluid from moving. So tight muscles oh. can even impact lymphatic flow. Okay. So any kind of movement, any kind of just manual touching stimulation of yourself is mm-hmm. um, really beneficial in stimulating that. Once the neck and the armpit are stimulated, those are the pathways for the breast to drain. 
Got it. So it's almost like clearing, uh, like if you think of a congested freeway, which we have abundance of in California. Right, right. <laughs> uh, you don't just shove all that traffic down the road. You start where it's where it's blocked up first, and then it slowly lets the rest flow through. So that's that's this, how the lymphatic system works in a brief nutshell. That's a gr- that is a great visual, by the way. I like that. Yeah, it, you can't. Oh, you yeah, have- it, it definitely helped me understand. Like, oh, one way traffic. Here we go. <laughs> Clear, clear the garbage first. So once those areas are kind of stimulated and like 30 seconds, maybe even a minute, like it's not a long routine, especially when you do it regularly or um, at night or in the shower or what um, anywhere, anytime you remember to do it. And right. then once those areas are stimulated, the breast actually starts to drain because it's like traffic, like it just wants to keep going in that direction. Yeah. Now, if you want to stimulate the breast tissue itself, the breast tissue flow is from the nipple out. Okay. Nipple outward and then to the breast, to the armpit. Got it. So for some people, what I recommend is just tapping all the way around the nipple. Uh And then you can kind of like on a light, very light technique, um, Uh almost the weight of your hand, not much more, uh, just a light, like kind of sweeping motion towards the armpit. Right. Does this, does this affect the ducts at all? Uh, you're referring to like milk ducts? Correct. It does affect the, so that's a whole other topic, but yes, yeah. it does affect the, the ducts. Um, for breastfeeding moms, it, these are great things to be aware of, including bra selection, mm-hmm. uh, because high, the breasts are highly circulatory, especially during breastfeeding. Right. So you want to allow all of that circulation to be as free flowing as possible because uh-huh. when that gets constricted, then it can cause ducts to become blocked. Right. So, and causing mastitis. And I got mastitis myself. It's oh. just one of those things that like you don't know until you know. Right. <laughs> so and, true. And I did these techniques on myself and it, it was, it totally, uh, it took it away within two days, which is oh, that's amazing for when that kind of infection sets in. So, um, yes, highly beneficial for engorged or, or just during breastfeeding. Right. So mastitis is a, is a blocked duct. Yes. It's a blocked duct that become, oh, it's horrific. It's a blocked duct that's become infected. So the itis part. Yeah. Um, I got it as well when I was, so I, yeah. So many women do it. Right. And you think you're doing all the right things. And then, and honestly, it was during, it was my first baby. So um, you you think you're doing all the right things and then that happens. And then you've got the whole, you feel like you failed at breastfeeding thing. And yeah, there's a, there's just a whole bunch that goes with that. But, you know, as women, we are very emotionally attached to our breasts um, there is an entire emotional component uh, with breastfeeding and uh, how they look, how they change. Uh, it is, um, it's kind of, they present themselves, you know, to the world. There they are. The first thing that, you know, <laughs> there, there's an old thing that, you know, you, first thing that walks in the room is what you see. So, um, yeah, that it becomes a real thing. It really does. You know, you think about... Um, like, am, am I as emotionally attached to my knee as I am to my breast? Probably not, you know? <laughs> so, um, and we all know that there is an emotional component to uh, health and uh, lack of health, uh, illness. So that's an interesting, uh, an interesting aspect, I guess, I never really thought about breast health, so... 
And and like what you said, they're with us our whole lives, or at least from puberty on, you know, we're aware of them that way. Right. And, and it's, there are so many changes and so many things we're told about them or drawn attention to. And uh, it's, it's something to, to be aware of and like check for yourself of like, where am I with that? And I've, I've definitely been the one that's like, I wanted to bind them. I wanted to keep it as like close and minimal as possible. Cause I tended to be on the bustier side. Right. And, um, and when I was a, a, more of an athlete, it definitely impacted how I performed. Right. Uh, and breathing was a big, and that just kind of was a constant thing I was aware of, of like, I had to have certain things that were highly supportive to, right. to, uh, support that kind of cardio. Right. But at the same time, like doing chest exercises to strengthen the muscles and keep good flow, um, as well. Um, and then, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely just one of those, like you said, Lisa, changing things and highly emotional, you know, connecting as well. So. Very true. Very true. Very true. So did you complete the, uh, did we complete the self? Uh, what were yes. you doing? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Manual lymphatic techniques. Yeah. I like yeah. That. So that, so the neck, the armpit, and then draining or stimulating around the breast tissue. That's like a very basic, um, uh, you can use gua sha tools. You can mm -hmm. use a spoon even if you don't want to, um, cause, cause well, that's, those are scraping tools. Those yeah, are tools it does that. that yeah. they're, they're usually metal. Uh, some of my friends use rocks, but basically, uh, and you might see them on facial videos where mm -hmm. um, you're using this tool to move instead of your fingers. You're moving basically the lymph from point A to point B or trying to get to get it to the drain. Mm -hmm. I've always equated, you, you had a really good explanation. I've always equated this system to uh, a bunch of bungee cords, right? Or in massage school, they put us on those little rebounders, and and you just you just rebound on your toes, and that that stimulated the lymph system. Uh, walking does the same thing. You're mm -hmm. doing it manually here, but really, what we're doing, uh, we had a lymph specialist on a couple months ago, but basically, uh, the lymph nodes were like the power stations of the lymph system. There's a whole venous system above. Uh, Above the muscle between the skin is where this lymph system lives. I mean, they have deep nodes too. Mm -hmm. um, but any kind of movement is going to help your lymph system. Right. And what we're talking about is is restricting the area that has the most amount of lymph in your body. And it just it doesn't make a bunch of sense to do that. So this is helpful uh, to get that stimulated if you're uh, if you got to wear a business suit every day and you got to wear a bra every day, then part of your your healthcare system should be take all that off and make this stuff start moving again right exactly and that really is it in a nutshell there's not really a right way or a wrong way it's just which is what i like you don't have to see me for a treatment you can if you want that kind of thing or you know or for a, a specialist but it's just being aware of and is promoting as much of that movement as possible and if we were indigenous or you know like before any of this was invented for support or or uh, looks anyway like they would be moving around with us there'd be a right. natural sway to them like they there would be more movement than right. what our current lifestyles even today are exactly. and so sometimes i even say like do a shimmy put your arms up <laughs> let it all like flow that. and like it, by yourself in front of the mirror with your partner right. i don't care just, right just get move them. Them. <laughs> yeah yeah and when people do take my my classes for 
breast health or for the full body lymphatic stuff, they usually feel lighter. Like they're, right. they're, the sensation in their body is a light sensation because you're feeling that lightness is similar to like after a run, mm -hmm. everything is moving. Nothing is heavy and weighted down, which is part of it. We put on a bra in the morning, we feel fine and then take it off at the end of the day. And it is unmistakable. 10 for 10, 100 for 100. Every woman feels better when she takes her bra off. For sure. Yes. And so there's like, and that's a heaviness because there was stagnation. So that's kind of the, and the rule of thumb with, I, I stopped with that, that thought, but the rule of thumb with bras is looser fitting, no, um, no underwires. And there are so many options out there. Right. Now. There's it's with both breastfeeding moms uh, that are demanding more comfortable fitting bras and also the, with the underwire being a big um, thing kind of exposed, there's a right. lot of options to have things that are not so constrictive and different materials to support more breathable, um, right. yeah, more breathable materials, cotton, wool. There's a lot of popular stuff out there and it is challenging to find your comfortable bra. Right. Um, but you don't have to spend a lot of money on it either. That's what I right. usually tell people. They're like, oh, a good fitting bra. I've got to get fitted. Well, most people are wearing, like, I think it was 90%. I saw a statistic. 90% of women are wearing a ill-fitted bra. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. I yeah. didn't know it was that high. Yeah. 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 It yeah. does and not surprise me. Then rather than too loose. Most of them is too tight. Right. Um, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I'm sure that I, because, and then also you get in a rut, like you said, John, we, there's one that worked for me 15 years ago. Well, that's not necessarily going to fit or be the most appropriate thing for me right now because my body's changed in 15 years. So, um, yeah, that's a very good point. Are there questions that you hear over and over again in these classes? Uh, lots of questions I get, um, are a lot about the swollen lymph nodes. People get a lot of swollen lymph nodes in their armpits. A lot of times what I've discovered um, that is, is more that there was congestion and mm -hmm. now that lymph node is backed up. Like there's more, more congestion. So usually I recommend, you know, don't wear a bra for a few days or just do your own gentle kind of pumping hand on your armpit and mm -hmm. um, either like up towards your arm and then down towards more your breast, kind of just a back mm -hmm. and forth swooping motion. Cause that gets, you know, when we think of these main areas, I'll just give you a brief anatomy for those listening in that may not be familiar. There's clusters of lymph nodes, clusters in our neck, our armpit, our abdomen, groin. And those clusters are places that we get tight and we hold in and we scrunch down and we fold over. So there's already limited, let alone if we're self-conscious about being out there. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so, so there is, there's a like on top of the bras, then there's your, your body's position and not movement. Right. So getting those to move. So that's a common question I get asked. And that's my answer usually to that is, is um, like, don't worry, don't run to the doctor, you know, right, right away. Just because there's a lump does not mean it's cancer. Right. Right. Your body is oh, yeah. doing what it's supposed to do, which is right. out as best it can. And you can help it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Is there an instance where you would say uh, most of the time or 100 percent of the time you need to go get that checked? Um, I've had a few uh, people with that and they usually have more symptoms. Um, right. than just one, one spot, um, right. that's just tender. And the other thing is I'll often say like, test that out, test out doing a very light touch. Right. It feels better. 
mm-hmm. then there's relief. Right. If it's not feeling better and you keep doing that technique for a couple times, then maybe right. go see a professional or see if that helps it. And if that doesn't work, then yeah, don't definitely go get it checked out. Right. Um, for if, sure. it's, if it's hard, that's yeah. usually that's usually not good. Yeah, if it's hard, it's not good. It, what if, I If there's more than one. Yeah. So my approach is always like try to do what you can on your because if it's a tumor, let's right. say, if it's a straight up tumor, you're right. not going to change the size of it. It's not exactly. going to be relieved. It's not going to feel better. It's right. not going to get smaller. Right. Uh, but if it's congested lymph and I get a lot of people when I do treatments, they have a lot of tech um, tightness and painful and hard breast tissue right mm-hmm. around the wire line. Yeah, I've come across and, that. And we will, I'll work that area and that will soften both on a fascia level. And a, you know, like there's, there's a lot of things involved with that, but that, that right. will soften and feel better. And women yes. will actually, their bras will feel looser even right? So, because their body size is like going down, like that fluid that's expanding is going down. So that's kind of my rule of thumb before like, you know, panicking to the, to the doctor. And right. there, I, there's someone recently that I saw. I've got a mammogram on the paperwork leading up to the mammogram. It says, don't wear a bra for 24 hours because it may cause lumps. Oh, my goodness. Even if you have a lump on a mammogram, it may not be, you know, of course, what they want to do then is cut it open to check it out. And once you've exposed, blah, blah, blah. So, like, do these techniques and see if it goes away. Because just because there's a lump doesn't mean there's something to really be concerned about. And I'm, I'm right. Breast cancer is serious. Take it serious. Do what Definitely. you feel like you need to do for your health. Definitely. And there's just a little bit of like, help yourself a little bit in right. that preparation or in that exploration process. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really what we're concerned about. We're concerned about getting cancer, having disease that that then takes over our life. And Correct. It's, it's way easier to do things on the preventative side rather right. than end up with, and I, I wish I knew. Right. right, right. Exactly. So true. Wow, that's amazing. So here's a boy question that I'm just not sure about. <laughs> Go for it. How does one get fitted for a bra? And and <laughs> is there a proper way to do it? And and is there a place you should go that's better than others? Uh, and this is for somebody who's brand new that's just getting one. And this would be for somebody who was never taught and is 30, 40 years old. Perfect. Great question. Um, so a lot of places that traditionally fit brows often will fit them too tight. It's mm-hmm. my professional opinion. Um, I agree. And, and my experience, my personal and that's, experience. That's for aesthetics and looks. Yeah. Like Nordstrom. Um, mm-hmm. and then there, and then there's certain bra companies that, that like, I don't know if Victoria, yeah, Victoria's secret, I think fits you as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, often it's in the waistband, which part of the waistband is what keeps it up. Right. So that's why they're like, oh, you need 34 inches so that it stays here. Right. Well, maybe go up a little bit so it doesn't like constrict your rib cage movement. <laughs> right. Um, exactly. So, so that's that's definitely one. And then um, so with there's there's our places, they often fit too tight. What I recommend is mm, so I've bought a lot from Target. I'm just going to be honest. And no, I, I'm just I, right there Target. with you. Yeah, Target <laughs> has some great options. They're also very affordable, um, which is nice if you're trying out things and trying out 
different types of things, it, uh, shapes of bras and like designs. And I right. find that I like wide straps. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on, I'm on the double, triple D side. So I need mm-hmm. wide straps. Otherwise thin straps pull up too much on my shoulders. Right. Um, I tend to like ones that are even seamless. Like they're mm-hmm. more just like, they just barely support rather than constrict or bind. Right. Um, and there's a lot of online uh, shops that you can get stuff from. And it kind of comes down to like, you know, what kind of material do you want to, to put on your body? There's a lot mm-hmm. of synthetics. That's the most common, but organic cotton or wool is going to be a great option for natural fibers. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not sure about sizing, go up a size. Yes. And you'd be surprised at how, like, sometimes when women, we first put on a bra, it's like, oh, this is how I feel upright, powerful, um, your, your posture's good. Like there's, there's that feeling sometimes with putting on a bra and, and by the end of the day, there's the slouched over. (laughs) Right. You're like doing yes, all in. So so there's a surprise factor of having a, a looser fitting bra is it may not feel quite that sexy when you first put it on, right. but, but there is a like, oh, I feel better throughout the day. Right. There's, right. and then at the end of the day, like taking it off, is it this like chain that you're taking off? It's like, it's yeah. just, it's just like putting on socks, you know, kind yeah, of. Thing. Exactly. I like that. Yes. And there's a, there's a, another factor. I love that you said at target bras. Cause I, again, I, I use target bras. A lot of my friends who are, um, you know, double D and up, some of the time they go and their bras are $100 a piece. And so you get one that doesn't quite fit right. And here you are, I've spent $100 on this. Well, darn it, I'm going to make it work. You know, Um, unfortunately, that's kind of the mindset that we get into. Um, You know, I like that you said that because, you know, you get you get one from a, a a convenient place like Target or another place and 20, 25, you know, bucks. I, if, if that's wrong and it doesn't feel right, I, I am so more, much more comfortable um, finding something else than if I paid a hundred and some dollars for a bra. So it's hard to be a girl, John. I've heard that about the pricing too. That, yeah. You know, you're going to make this fit. If you pay for it, it's going to fit. Right. Yeah. So, um, we're not anti-lingerie here, right? <laughs> no. And and there's a time and a place for it. It's just not a thing that you want to wear all the time. Right. Uh, can you address uh, implants and is there health with implants to be had? Great question. So lymphatic stuff and implants um, are definitely impacted by one another, mainly... Uh, there's the surgical part of it. There's a surgical, like they're cutting into your skin. So your body's going to create a scar and right. scars impact lymphatic flow. So that's one thing right there. Um, as far as the implant itself, there's a lot going on and I don't speak too much to that itself. Cause it really also comes down to your personal choice of your going to do it you have done it right you're looking to have them removed like there's three categories right it's very true it's not like cut it out as a bad like it's it's really wherever you are and i have lots of people who love having implants so Mm -hmm. you there's there's a way to to support your body with that um as far as the lymphatics they i just the only thing i would say is they are impacted 
Like they are right. impacted by the implants. So what for same thing for those women of like choose not to wear your bra as often, especially if they're held in place a little bit better. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, and if you have a scar, work the scar tissue a little bit. There's lots of um, uh, videos on how you can do that at home. It doesn't have to be a professional as long as it's healed up, as long as there's no right. open incision and it's not too tender to work. Um, cause that just helps the, the circulation keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and for anybody who's looking to have them removed, mm-hmm. you can definitely use lymphatic work, both either from a professional or even those basic techniques I went over mm-hmm. to help the healing process and restore more of that blood flow, lymphatic flow right. impacted from, from a surgery like that. That's awesome. Let's go in the whole other direction. And, um, and I would imagine the the uh, the information is the same, but maybe somebody that's had um, breast augmentation for extra large breasts and or uh, removal from cancer. Mm-hmm. So any surgical procedures uh, that have been built up uh, because of a mastectomy. Yeah. Yeah. So with uh, with mastectomies in particular, they're cutting out cutting out the breast tissue. Oftentimes they'll cut even out part of the muscle. And it's very common to hear that they've taken out many lymph lymph nodes. And usually they're checking for if the cancer has moved to those lymph nodes, because that right. lets them know if it's going to spread further, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that whole area is now down a lot of its workers, a lot of its powerhouses and right. the surgical site. So this doing this kind of uh, manual techniques or exploring it further because it's just a conversation. <laughs> right, um, exactly. exploring it further for yourself, it can help uh, prevent or help with managing lymphedema. Sometimes women get that down the one arm that they've had the the mastectomy on. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes people need to see it, clinical uh, practitioners for managing that or wearing compression sleeves. Mm-hmm. So these kind of techniques definitely help with managing that and keeping that at bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, if someone has already had or is undergoing cancer treatment, I would say more back off and not trying to stimulate too much of your lymphatic system because, and when I say treatment, I mean chemo or radiation, right. because that's already messing with the constitution of your body and you don't right. want to and I'm just saying it as a responsible practitioner, Correct. <laughs> want to throw your body into like a new world of, of detox. Like it's right. let them, let them do their job. And then afterwards support your body in recovering and healing from that kind of treatment. Right. And just because lymph nodes have been removed does not mean you don't have a lymph system. There is still a lymph system in there. It's just yeah. altered, but you can still move lymph fluid without nodes it just takes some work yes yeah no it's a great great um <laughs> I, yeah i hadn't thought of that but that's a good point to make um i i here's a question men also have breast tissue um is are these techniques <laughs> you do um uh are these techniques helpful for men as well they are very helpful for men um there's i read a statistic actually this morning that was uh women who don't wear bras have the same uh, breast cancer rate as men, which is it, which like, does happen. One in a hundred. It's like one in a hundred. Right. The, the, the numbers are are totally totally different, and it's very right. rare for a man to get a breast cancer. Right. Uh, but it is possible. Um, and there were and and I did I read up several 
statistics of like men at a time wore a type of corset. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then that's where men had a higher population of, of having wow. breast cancer. And breast cancer was also called um, a nun's disease because uh, nuns would compress their breasts to, to like, um, oh, wow. like desexualize themselves. Yeah. Right. So there, there's a lot of things that contribute to all of that, um, historically speaking. But as far as wow. men go, yes, you can do that. Those techniques for your chest, for your armpits uh-huh. as well. Um, I find that men have more issues at the belt level. Correct. Yeah, they wear tight, constrictive clothing, right. um, whether it's tight pants or belts. So I f- and men have more problems down there than yeah, more, more prostate stuff. Because yes, you're you're that makes so much sense because you are constricting that system around the middle, so it doesn't. That makes so much sense. And and we just get to a point where we don't want to talk about it, we don't want to feel it, we don't want right. to do anything about it, and we don't want anybody touching us. <laughs> it's na 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 na. It's not happening. Right. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um. So if people wanted to get a hold of you, I know you have a class coming up. What would be the best way for them to find out about that? Uh, best way to find out a little bit more about me and the workshops is actually on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's kind of where I stay connected mostly there. Uh, The Instagram is JL underscore a little wellness. Okay. That's a little wellness. And then my website, which has all of my information and access to the workshops and, um, recordings and that kind of thing is my website, a little wellness.com. Got, got it. it. Perfect. Yeah, thanks. And I've got the workshops coming up on October 17th and October 24th. That is so exciting. Live in person as well as on Zoom. Oh, um, neat. And people okay. can get the recording of Zoom if they're not able to make it to that to that event. I will have Excellent. the recording available. Excellent. That is really great. And you know what? Congratulations and best of luck on your classes. I'm really excited to, to hear how it goes. So. Thank you so much. So the takeaway here is... A, set them free. <laughs> and and B, men are just as happy and relieved at the end of the day when you take your bra. <laughs> yes. yes. I love it. I love it. Uh, and actually, the last thing I'll throw in there is a deodorant. Finding your deodorants are, yeah. are, um, is a big deal. Um, having a natural deodorant, natural ingredients, because yeah. our armpits are major detox areas for sweat. So if we have antiperspirants that's blocking sweat, that's a blockage. Right. Um, and then other deodorants, they sometimes have nasty ingredients. Right. So um, that can be a big, and again, I'm not saying don't wear deodorant. No, 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 no. I, yes. It's a finding, yeah, it's just a finding um, of better ingredients for for that area specifically, because that's where the breasts have to have to drain. Exactly. So laser zapping your armpits so they don't sweat is not a good thing. No, is that a thing? I I know nope, you make a face, but that's a thing. That's a that's a uh, plastic surgery plastic surgery procedure. Stop sweating. Yes. yes, yes. No go. Right. When I hear when I hear about that, I'm like, you know, those were there for a reason. Okay, you know, really, really, really. So. Yeah. All right. Well, this is so great being on with you guys. Thank Aww, you so thank much you. for joining us. We appreciate that. And have a good day. Everybody be good humans. We're just going to end it here. We are. We've talked so much. I'm just exhausted. You just, you poor thing. I can't can't talk about boobs this long. (laughs) All right, you guys have a wonderful day. Peace out and be good humans. 